Yeah. So we really don't know what we're talking about. Uh, we're, we're so dumb. But appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> um, stay tuned for the rest of the off season where it's only going to get stupider. <laughs> it really is. I also think. Union goals scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Ah, oh, that sucks. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, it's the Doopy Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 107. 107. It's December 8th, and we're finally done with this union season, and it sucks. Yep. Um, yep, yep. But obviously, obviously, it was awesome. An awesome ride. Uh, roller coaster of a season. Um, it ended... I don't know how a roller coaster ends with a lot of excitement and then and you have to get stop. off the road and then a complete stop. Um, and that stop was COVID. So that's, that's probably the craziest thing. Uh, we were recorded a podcast last week, getting pumped up about this game uh, along with everyone else who recorded a podcast for this game. And then Friday, we all find out that every single thing that we talked about was a waste. So not that not that there's much value in what we talk about anyway but uh yeah you know people listen they talk to us at the tailgate and hear what words we say shout out to our tailgate friends um (laughs) and hey mom Uh, um (laughs) anyone else listening cool thanks but man that's that's like such a wild mls slash that's so union story and right yeah yeah it's wild so 11 guys couldn't participate in this game basically our whole back line including blake our captain striker depth it's it just all went away Um, and so shout out to kevin kincaid like yeah it wasn't even like it all came from one thing it was like he he did what he could to find out kind of the background of this COVID stuff. And it was really just kind of a series of unfortunate events that just was really dumb, bad luck. Yeah. And uh, that's so union. Yeah. I Then that's so MLS. It's just the way it is. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's especially frustrating seeing that a lot of guys were, were healthy. And if protocol if the COVID protocol was maybe updated, maybe some guys could have played and, and been available, but that's just not what MLS did. And I can't really say that like it's their, them to blame. It's just a bunch of really unfortunate, bad timing. But yeah, we were, things were, it just, things were lining up so perfectly for us, getting you know, the home game, NYCFC, Tati gone with the red card, all this stuff lining up perfectly for us that this, this was not something that could ever been expected or, you know, seen ahead of time, but yeah, you know, it's something was, was going to turn against us at some point in the, in this incredible run that the union were going on. And it just, it really took, it was just so disheartening. I don't know. It was just so, 
sad just like seeing that these guys couldn't play in this game and there was like you know so much up in the air leading up to the game like we didn't know like maybe some guys are going to get cleared once you know we get closer to the game time you know there's the, the report or thing that said people said like they could still be cleared up to an hour before the game started so you know really we didn't know until we saw the starting lineup who was actually going to be in the game and available so it was just a lot of like you know extra extra anxiety added to this this crazy game and it just i just feel bad for these guys like these are guys that we've been depending on this whole year obviously with like blake bedoya the back line like it's it just sucks. And, you know, these guys probably feel, you know, felt so frustrated. I'm sure it was like the toughest week to to deal with this, to like have this this come up and to like find out that they couldn't play in this game and play for, for Philly for in this massive moment for, for this club. So, yeah, you just you just feel for them. Good thing that it seems like um no one had a very serious case from what from what we know so far that you know everyone's mm-hmm. relatively healthy and it, and it's you know that's obviously the first concern so good that's at least from what we know right now that's that's what we what we know so that's good um but yeah it just it just is really just yeah disheartening yeah uh and like looking back at this whole so throughout the whole pandemic the union have been pretty uh fortunate pretty um I don't know. They've come out pretty well. And, and I mean, you know, two seasons throughout this pandemic and one, you win the supporter shield, the other, you make it to the Eastern conference final. So, uh, stars were all aligning and then, um, they'll exploded right in front of our faces two yeah. days before the game. Yeah. So it was just kind of unfortunate, but big picture, um, you know, the union have, have done very well in very difficult circumstances. And so we went into this late game, knowing that we were going to be very, very shorthanded. Um, and then we, we just knew that we, we had to play a bunch of different kind of players and, and we've, I don't know, like, despite knowing that 11 guys who were uh, mainstays in the team, were not going to be there. I feel like we still kind of found some confidence in the fact that we have had a deep team and we've got homegrowns who, who can really ball out and, then, you know, then it's game day and everyone, I mean, there is no better atmosphere than uh, the Subaru Park on that Sunday. It was just, it was so awesome. Such a, like the pregame, the the stuff that they put on during the stadium and then just, just the crowd getting into every single moment, corner kicks, everything. Um, it was such a lively atmosphere and that was it was just so fantastic. Really, really enjoyable day, despite the outcome. Just yeah. the whole experience that we were given throughout this uh, kind of miserable couple of years. The Union have really given us some super spectacular moments, and and that's pretty cool. Yeah. To say. I, I yeah. So it was an interesting moment, like when the game before the game started, the whole like procession. I feel like we like the three you you me you me and our our dad kind of i feel like we had this kind of moment where just kind of looking out to this whole environment and just taking it in and being so appreciative of it and like i know our dad was saying like it's just wild that this is all happening in philly and like you know think back before the union existed like this was unfathomable like that we would have such a 
robust fan base uh you know this 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 passion for soccer in, in our in our area it, it just felt so surreal and like this and like this game just felt like a like a i don't know what what's a culminating moment for for all that and it was i honestly like the it, the perception i got a little choked up like it felt like it was an emotional emotional kind of experience like seeing seeing all this happen and like getting to this moment and and yeah the the fan experience it was it was amazing it, it really was and i think i think part of it like the whole the, the covid situation like amplified it because the fans knew like we really really had to get behind these players and knew we were you know playing against the cards and and this is with all this that was happening so it, it just i don't know it was, it was a really really special moment absolutely so let's let's get into the game a little bit um not that not that we really need to break it down too much since you know we got nothing to look forward to next week um i'll think we might try to get a cool guest on but uh yeah so like you said the fans extra behind the team that was super cool um i i think i think the effort that we got out of the players on the field was phenomenal and about as as much as you could really ask for the group yeah um and they came out fighting they didn't sit back and try to just play like a low block they mm -hmm. i feel like you saw you know our fullbacks getting forward like Baizo. we we know he's a guy that likes to get forward but harry will play into the left and a position he doesn't play he's not his natural side he was bombing forward and, and and getting on the ball and it was really cool to see and and i feel like to start the game you know trying to take it to nycfc as much as possible to really just show that they were weren't afraid weren't gonna step down even though they didn't have their top guys on the field yeah yeah and so we get the the ball goes into the net for us um off the own goal great ball by gazda uh, good pressure from casper well the thing that jumped out to me was after the ball went into the net um they celebrate together a little bit, but then then multiple players like start going up to the crowd and just try and pump up the crowd. And it felt like a very coming to moment where like they they appreciated us. We obviously all appreciated them. Um, like Colin ran down the field and he was maybe the first one going to the crowd, you know, raising his hands and stuff. And that, I thought that was a very cool moment. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like often athletes want to celebrate themselves and stuff, but it felt like this team was very celebratory of the crowd and the atmosphere and just mm -hmm. the moment in itself. I thought that was a cool moment. Yeah. Um, obviously we get scored on right away and then they score another one. Unfortunately, our guy Baizo was a little bit at fault. Um, I, what I come back to, what do I come to with, with, him and the goals is he was an unknown coming into the season and we got a player who he's a, he's a good player and he brings a lot to this team. Um, he's also a young dude and with young guys, you're always going to get mistakes. And anytime you make a mistake on defense, it's obviously highlighted. Um, but man, I, I, you know, obviously I care about mistakes, but like uh, overall, I think we got more from him than, he, he was a net positive on the year. And he, he's someone who sticks out to me moving forward. It's like, ah, uh, overall, I'm very excited about this this kid and his uh, future, if it's with us or if he gets sold on to another team. Yeah. But it's been, so I'm not going to sit here and, you know, cast blame on him when he's been such a positive for us throughout this whole year. 
No, I agree. And and it's interesting because like we're kind of in like a reflective state right now and right back was a really kind of big question mark going into this year. Mm-hmm. And with him, with Powell, with Harriel, like we actually have a pretty solid depth at right back after lo- losing Ray Gaddis, you know, that, that which was like kind of a, a a surprise. We were that we weren't really sure what was going to happen in that position and we have a, a really solid amount of guys that can fill in there and and all those guys are of quality and and yeah even with the mistakes like i feel confident seeing any one of those guys out there on uh, starting the, these games so it's yeah like mistakes happen but it, it's all in all it's it, it showed to be like a, a kind of a positive from their roster right right absolutely um I don't, I don't really have too many more points. I mean, Freeze, Freeze did fine. Uh, I, I, I want to highlight, I feel like Jack McGlynn really stepped up and did did not shy away from the moment at all because, you know, like like obviously our, our midfield was a little bit more intact with the, the COVID situation, but he was, he found himself on the ball a lot more than I feel like in a, than other games. And he was, you know, the guy on, taking a lot of set pieces um, I know I know Montero was on the field, but maybe it was because of you know Montero's lack of production on set pieces, and and McGlynn was doing really well with them, and 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 he just seemed unafraid of the entire entire game, and and that that was really cool to see, and um, and I feel like the other guys like like Finley, Harriel, even Colin in the back, mm-hmm. yep. you know, guys we would never expect to see starting in a playoff game, really played pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Harriel looked very good uh, at left back I enjoy, I enjoy him a lot yeah, yeah. i was i was excited, like seeing him on the ball even like defensively he's a very solid player and you know I, you know we have a little bit of a connection obviously with inter- with interviewing him but so we're rooting for him but he he looks really good and and finley you know we weren't really sure what to expect he's he's had you know some small appearances in this season that didn't stand out too much to anyone i, I don't think and in this game he i feel like he played really solid and mm-hmm. and even Colin was pretty reliable, you know. He was he's obviously a veteran, but you, you you aren't sure how much, you know. He's not you can't expect him to be really informed with the very minimal minutes he's played, um, even the past couple of seasons. So, but he you know he he knew what to he knew his job and and, and executed. So, uh, you know, it's just credit to these guys that that stepped up in these such crazy situations and and really did did the best they could. Absolutely. It was a, for all the cliche it could be, it was a very Philly performance. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I, 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 I maybe, sorry, my, my last point would be the, uh, just the, the lack of offensive production just sh- shown even brighter in this game. And it's something that, like, you know, no one's oblivious to. Like, that's kind of been our, our gripe this whole season. Like, where's the goal? Where are the goals coming from? And and in this game, it kind of showed because even when the union did have chances where they got to push the ball forward, they really weren't able to be creative enough or aggressive enough to really create a lot of um, real chances to get to get the goals. And you know, you know, a lot of that's on our striker core. You know, I'd, obviously other guys weren't weren't there, so it was really just on Casper to on in this game, and he didn't didn't exactly step up to that spotlight and he didn't have but he also didn't have a whole lot of support in terms of like getting real shots on goals um so that's that was a 
kind of like a glaring, I don't know, uh, factor of this game. And yeah. that's something that we're, we were aware of going to the game. And, and then with, with the depleted roster, it showed even brighter in this one. Yeah. 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 I feel like I can't talk about Casper anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, just the overall, the, I feel like it's been, how many years have we been doing this podcast? Nine. And we have yet to <laughs> be excited about a striker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, we're rooting for him. I, I, you know, we always, we're never like the ones that are trying to bash our guys. We always want to root for him, but it's just, it's, it was just kind of, it's been getting frustrating and it, and it ha has been a lot forced onto him with not just this game, a lot of like injuries for, for Burke and Santos that Casper has had to like take the full load at striker. And it's just, we need more, we need more firepower really up there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So big question. Maybe I'll save that one for next. Let's go for the season. Mm -hmm. We always do union best, union worst for yeah. our game. Let's let's do a summative union best, union best, worst. Three for each yeah. for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you, you want to go first? Um, I'll go my union worst. Okay. And the one, the one positive for this first half of the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, after this. Oh yeah, we didn't even do a rundown of the episode, but we'll nah. keep people guessing. It's there is a second half. There's a second it's half. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah, don't you worry. My three union worst. I'll do all three. Sound mm -hmm. good? Yeah. yeah. Um, Davo. <laughs> that doesn't count. I, it, it you counts. have to play we, double digit double digit minutes. He's played, I think, seven, so it doesn't count. You have to give the other three. I don't know. Okay. Well, let me look at the roster. Uh, <laughs> That's such a cop out. Well, the reason is, is because expectations were greater than the seven minutes that he played. We, we, I don't know if there were expectations. There was just a lot of hope. Like no one expected hope. him to be great. Like they just, we just, Oh, we got a striker. Let's hope he's good. Like, cause we need a striker, but he Maybe. was like a, second division brazil like from brazil like didn't get a lot of playing time in his previous club anyway like but that's where all of our good players come from fair second, that's fair second divisions yeah second division every second division player we get is a is a diamond in the rough and okay this guy's name starts with a d just like diamond so you're like oh, duh <laughs> all right all right i still think it's a cop out but if you want to keep it you can go go ahead with your all other right my, my other worst this this might just be lateral and i said i was tired of talking to about him mm -hmm. oh, i could go sexy season but i'm not um <laughs> that's even more of a cop out <laughs> okay i guess he didn't play but uh, i'm gonna say casper yeah for just the reason that we leave the season wanting more from his specific spot and he was given some reins and he did mediocre with it. I'm not going to say he was a complete waste because obviously he gave us a lot this year. Mm -hmm. um, but going into the off season, he is in that spot where we need absolutely need a replacement. Um, I don't know if this guy qual. I think he qualifies for your double digit minute rule. Um, <laughs> Matt Real. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many minutes he played, but um, just just a tough one for him. Yeah. Um, and then El Sino. That doesn't. I think uh, he got paid. 
That's just pure what? injury, he, though. Okay, but he got paid $500,000. I don't think that's his fault. I, okay. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't understand that you're just, like, making up these rules, but <laughs> these, those are my feelings, and I express them, and you tell me I'm wrong. So go ahead. Okay. Let me hear yours. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Orovitz. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> no, I, I'd agree with, obviously, like, Casper definitely feels like um, he he has to be on this list. Um, oh, so you're just going to copy mine. I, no, I have, I, and then you're going to copy it. Okay, I, gotcha. I think I, yeah, no, I I'd also, I'm, I think I'm going to put Fontana on it. Um, okay. Because he had his shots, and especially in the beginning of the year before, Gazda came in. It was supposed to be his position to step up in and 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 take hold of, and he really hasn't. And then, and the chances he's gotten since he just really wasn't able to, to take hold of anything. Um, so that was a little little disappointing. And I almost want to say, no, it's tough. I who was the other? Who were the other guys you said? Oh, you're terrible at this. Yeah. Ilsenio, Real, Davo, slash Casper. Yeah, I, it's like other than that, I, I don't know, maybe in Baizo, but I, I also don't don't think that's fair. Well, yeah, I, I feel like we literally just finished a segment where we talked about how he was a net positive. No, I'm here. just yeah, I'm just looking at other guys I can face. Like like we we've talked about how we weren't thrilled with uh, El Brujo's uh, trajectory, and I think that mm-hmm. still holds true. Um, so maybe he would be a part of this list just because if he hasn't stepped up enough that you know, as as much as we would have liked him to. So I think maybe I'll put him on there. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. So let's, let's go best. I'll let you go first. Okay. So I'll, I think it's, it's going to be super defensive. I'll, I'll just give that. I'm going to go Blake Glesnes. And then I think we're gonna go Leon Flock. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a solid. Yeah, they were. I had a list of six because <laughs> I cheated. <laughs> I had I had Flock, Blake, and Glesnes. Also, um, I also had Elliot Wagner. But then one of the reasons I wanted to do this exercise um, was because I wanted to say Jack McGlynn. Yeah, I think he. I think not that he was necessarily our best player, but he may have been one of the best things to come out of this season. Yeah, agreed. As far as um, stock rising and mm-hmm. stuff, and I would also, despite Bedoya, I know some people are going to scream right now. I wouldn't put Bedoya in that that group of best, but I thought he had a good year. I think he did a lot of good, and um, despite being a little bit older and slowing down, I think he gave us a lot of good minutes. Um, I think he still has a place in the team, and maybe we're going to get to talk about that in the next segment. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all right, cool. Um, let's 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 go ahead and take a break. After the break, we'll talk about uh, what the off season is going to bring. The players that are under contract and all this stuff just came out today, so we'll kind of review some of that. Uh, and and yeah, we'll just do a little grab bag stuff. So come back after this break. Hey guys, Stephen Brothers Podcast, presented by the Brother Game. AJ and Luke, thanks for listening. Um, Luke, big question. 
All right. Was this was this the most significant season in Union history? Hmm. So it's between this season, last season, or like the first season. I think are yeah, like the three I mean. options you really have for this kind of question. Right. Um and I I almost want to say it's just between this and last season because it's either winning a trophy and then kind of one upping not one upping that but advancing in that mm-hmm. from that, I guess. Um I, I I guess I I guess last season was was probably the most significant. Getting a trophy is is really the end all be all of this. But I mean this season is was pretty incredible. Um, getting to the Champions League semifinals and then this this semifinals run with the guys we had and the guys we didn't have from last year, it felt very significant and showed that we are a team that is a contender and should be a contender every year. Um, just the way the team is set up with the coaching, the infrastructure, the front office, like things are in place that this team can and should expect continued success in in some way um so i feel like this and this season i think showed that more than mm-hmm. last season last season it, it, you kind of could say like all the things just align you know guys were healthy homegrown's hit it all just worked out and it was also a different weird season because it was 2020 but this season showed that this model this union model can still be successful even without exceptional talents like Arrington mckenzie right the cop-out answer is you can't have one without the other being important meaning yeah it builds on it yeah yeah and even like vice versa last year doesn't matter as much if you don't have such success this year if it's like just a flash in the pan mm-hmm. um but like this this year's success really proves last year's um formula and the sell-ons of like aronson and mckenzie make last year just so much I know maybe we don't even know how valuable last year really was because we haven't seen the end of those those paychecks coming in with those sure. um with like Aaron's and moving on to knockout round of Champions League. Yeah. More money coming towards us, I think. Um probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just kind of thinking and kind of like we just finished up Union Best, Union Worst, and both of us had a hard time coming up with worst. And that's that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And and both of us kind of talked about the union worst was our leading goal scorer. So overall, sure. yeah, pretty right. good thing. Right. Um, and the Champions League goal, leading goal scorer, like in this whole yeah. tournament. So, yeah. So we really don't know what we're talking about. Oh, uh, we're, we're so dumb. But appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> um, stay tuned for the rest of the offseason where it's only going to get stupider. <laughs> it really is. I also think last year was more significant because of the trophy and this, the sting of this year's missing out on both. Champions League and MLS Cup feels less bad because we have this just a supporter shield from last year. Like, because we won a trophy recently, it, mm-hmm. it makes it hurt less this year because yeah. we, we've, we've reached that barrier of, of getting something. Right, right. All right. So let's, move, let's look forward. Tanner, what, what additions? I mean, he said he's looking for a striker, right? Yes. And Union Go fans ahead. are so excited. Um, yeah. It's it's I Tannen will report it. Um, 
it's uh, and it's uh, it, it feels obvious like we that's the glaring issue in this roster and Ernst Tanner is not a dumb guy so it's good that he's acknowledging that publicly and saying that like oh. we're we're working on this um it's just a matter of how much they're going to spend is it going to be like um you know like a 10 million dollar kind of guy or is it going to be another like try to find a Sergio Santos level you know price guy where he's kind of you know the that the mo of finding a guy out of diamond in the rough kind of feel like like you've been saying right and hopefully it's a little more of the former and we spent some money because it one it would just make the fan base feel better that we're spending money and we're really investing in the roster and the glaring issue that we have and to it 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 kind of just feels like that would be a more uh, the better odds that, that this guy would hit if we're, we're spending the money for him and not trying to risk on a guy that's more unknown. Um, but it, it also just fuels Union Twitter offseason. We're, we're just going to be throwing out names, trying to link players and and, and trying to figure out who, who we're going to get and, and do our own, uh, own research. But hopefully Tanner finds a good guy and hopefully it's soon so we can uh, get a name that we can dissect you know endlessly until the season starts all right question for you yeah how important is it that they spend money to keep jim Curtin? oh i think it's probably the most important thing of this offseason honestly i think even more like i know i just said the striker was the biggest thing but if we don't have jim <laughs> Curtin, that's that's crazy scary um like just look at this game the nyc game we I had a bunch of guys playing the, you know, starting in this game who were not expected to start, and they played very well. And I feel like so much that has to do with Jim Curtin and the way he coaches the team, the way he manages all these guys. And I think without him, we would be lost. And I, I'd be, I'm very concerned with the, whenever this happens, whenever Jim Curtin leaves, because he is a very talented coach and i'm sure he's going to get his opportunities to to coach and hopefully in europe more than cincinnati but i i just think um he's he's very crucial to the team's success do you how do you feel about that i i i think do you think he's more important yeah. than getting a striker i think they go hand in yes yeah i do um and i think I think you need to get a striker to keep Jim Curtin. And if you don't get a striker, I don't know if Jim Curtin wants to stick around. Um, I don't think, I don't, I think it'd be stupid to go to Cincinnati, obviously. Uh, I think yeah. we talked about that last week, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think showing that we're willing to pay up to compete with the big dogs in the league, I don't know, validates him sticking around. Otherwise, you know, if you're going to keep playing Moneyball and stuff, like how much further can he take a team that isn't the same value as NYCFC's final sub or whatever? You know, right. like they brought off, they brought a $10 million guy off the bench and you mean, you mean can't match that financially. So, um, yeah, yeah, like how, how far are you going to go if that's the. And, 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 he, and, you know, Jim Curran's not a dumb guy. I'm sure that's something that he's that's on his mind and we've we've heard him make comments where it's like like uh after this game you know he had the oil money locker room talk referencing nycfc 
and and he's and he said things this old season like we're kind of like punching above our weight with with the team he has and, and the, the position they were in and that just shows that like he's aware that like this team isn't at, at the same value as as other teams and, and and what they really what the union really could be if we spent more money so i i think it, it's possibly it's possible that that this is an issue with with him and he's such a good coach that he should he has the right to expect more from the front office and i, I you know his success has, has earned that and this is still you know this is just a speculation and, and assumptions that but you could see, you could understand that he'd be frustrated with the union if the union don't spend this season as well you know right right all right um what other additions would you feel like we'd want um i think we would i think we should go for some more i, I think another center back would be nice um i don't want to rely on colin um i know finley might be a, a a fine center back as well but i think it just felt a little thin um obviously with this the situation that we were in this last game but i i think another center back that maybe is more of a prospect that could that could be um you know taught by glazes elliott finley but i think a, 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 some addition there might might be good um maybe another left back it feels like kai wagner could i could see him leaving and doesn't feel like real is really the guy to fill in his place and flock could be but he's also effective in midfield and and is able to fill in holes there so i think maybe a left back depth would be would be nice um what do you think yeah uh agreed and then i think um just based on you're probably gonna lose a guy or two in the in our starting diamond so mm-hmm. you're just gonna need some some midfield depth depending on how much you want to rely on the on the homegrown so that's that's yeah, I mean, obviously, other than striker, I think, I think we're just looking at depth kind of everywhere, and then plugging holes from, uh, you know, Wagner, Brujo, whoever moves on from, from this year. Yeah. And speaking of moving on, you have a conspiracy theory that you I, would like to put out. I definitely do. Um, I, I have a. It's more of a concern. I'd say more of a concern than a than a theory that I think. Maybe maybe Bedoya might retire. He and this is based off of almost nothing because I just you know noticing that he hasn't been on social media in like a week, and you know it wasn't you'd you'd expect your captain even if he's not able to play, and I'm sure the emotion and frustration of that whole situation was unbearable for him because of just knowing the competitor that he is and how much passion he has for this team. Um, but he has didn't you know, put anything out that I feel like maybe he's considering his next steps and this is pure speculation and I don't have any facts behind it, but it's just, it just feels like maybe it's the time for him, um, which would really suck because he's been just such an incredible captain. Um, and even if he's getting older, he's has, has a whole lot of value to this team. But that's, that's something that, that I kind of was like thinking about in the back of my head, just seeing... You know, just going on Instagram and and Twitter excessively like we do, um, not seeing him pop up and and having any any comment about the game so far is just feels a little off. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you don't follow him on TikTok. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't expect him to have a TikTok, but 
if he does, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know the best TikToks, TikToks so. are the ones that you don't expect. <laughs> okay. Um, that being said, I think uh, if you look at like on field replacement, I think Jesus Bueno seems like a really solid player that could fill into his position, and be, it could be a pretty seamless uh, transition. I know. Uh, you know, minus the the leadership that Bedoya brings and experience, I think Bueno feels like a very solid midfielder that fits the system relatively well. So I'm I'm uh, optimistic about his uh, 2022. I don't know projection. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm glad you feel that way. I feel like I have no idea what this guy's like. So um he feels like the Bedoya kind of guy is. that is like the like the Bedoya kind of play, does the the things you don't notice as much and yeah i mean i i know what Bedoya does yeah but yeah. i i feel like we've seen 12 minutes of this guy um so to be a Bedoya replacement that's a that's, that's big shoes um yeah yeah all right so let's just let's just go down this rabbit hole Bedoya's gone who's your captain for next year uh blake I I I I don't love the, the goalie captain, but it's if Blake's if it's if Blake's on the field and and Blake and Andre or and uh, Bedoya isn't, then it's it's got to be Andre Blake. Yeah, I always hate when the goalies. I would go Glesnes. Um. All right. So what? I I would go almost like Elliot over Glesnes, just because of Elliot's. Um. He's been with the Union so long. Like I feel like he he maybe would earn that. And I, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not against Glesnitz as a captain. I just feel like Elliot's been like with the team so long that that's like, I, I that's how I would kind of pick a captain, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I, I just know Glesnitz has experience being captain, and yeah, no, that's fair. I, I, I wouldn't be against that at all. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like Elliot is so underrated in so many ways that that he gets overlooked in in, in these kind of situations. Well, let's keep doing it, man. Let's keep doing it. He's doing great. <laughs> Should we talk about how he was a fourth round draft pick, or 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 has everyone heard that story a million times? Nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right. Um. All right. So players' contract and stuff was come out today. Um. You know, nothing too surprising. Uh, offers were made out to Fontana and Real. I kind of assume that's so that they'll be traded or something, and they'll get something out of it. Know, yeah, you get something out of it. Um, you said you were kind of surprised, or you you said something about Cole Turner. His option was exercised. Yeah, I thought that my was my thought. Oh, I was gonna say my thought at first was probably just because it's probably cheap. Yeah, and and it also could be because maybe their union aren't sure if El Brujo is gonna stay or if he's gonna accept an offer somewhere else because he definitely has a lot of transfer value. Um. So maybe Cole Turner could be a bit of an insurance policy there. Players out of contract, Colin Ilsenio Powell. I assume see you later to probably two of them. Maybe Powell comes back. Yeah, I could see because it's another guy that could that has a lot of transfer value is, is Baizo and and you know, if he leaves, then it'd be nice to have Powell and and Harriel, you know, taking up the right side. But yeah, I mean, Colin and Elsino, I feel like I'd love those guys to stay within the system as like academy coaches or assistant coaches or whatever they they might want to be. But because they seem like they're obviously great guys and and seem like they could they have a, whole, a lot of value in their experience. So it'd be cool to keep them around, but probably not, you know, on the roster. Yeah. Um. 
just looking at names on the players under contract, just want to shout out to Jack DeVries. Um, had a hat trick for the Venezia uh, was under 21 team or something, or U19s. Yeah, uh-huh. like, he is he getting, like, too good that maybe he's probably just going to stay in Europe? Um, like, because he, he's just on loan. Um, right. And, like, we obviously need some offensive firepower. He seems to be finding that that ability. But maybe he's he's getting too good that he might just want to stick with Venezia or stay somewhere in Europe and, and, and find his way out there because he seems to be, you know, things, things are clicking with him. So I, I yeah, mean, that's awesome, but maybe it's, it's going too well that we, we, we might not see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Not the worst thing. No. And sure. then I think speaking of being too good uh, on loan to FK Zelazara, <laughs> Zarne, Padre, Vazova, uh, Matai Orvich is still under contract for 2022. So just another name to, uh, what if he gets too good and we don't see him again, just something to remind everyone. Um, great for him. Great um, for him. I don't know yeah. if that might be the situation with him specifically, but sure. Yeah. I don't think he could score a hat trick for the Venezia under 19 team, but probably not. Yeah. You never know. Uh, exciting news. Glesnus got a contract extension. Just good to see that. Shout out to yeah. him. Um, yeah, so me buying his jersey, that's that's a little more validated. I get to keep having a union player on my not in Colorado. So that's exciting. Yeah, and now we get to now, now we get to really think about who we're gonna get next. You know, in the next jerseys. Oh yeah, okay. So all right, because we have to talk about this every year or every episode. <laughs> who's your number one pick right now for next year's jersey now Now, we've seen now i and there's definitely some recency bias but now it's definitely just between harriel and mcglynn yeah um you know obviously guys were interviewed but they had great games so i'm feeling good about those guys so i i I think unless we get like a insane superstar striker that i'd want to get a jersey of i I think it's between those two homegrowns if Zlatan came over, no, would you get his jersey? I don't, I don't care for that man, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'd probably be between any any of the any any homegrowns, Aronson included. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, McGlynn, Harriel, and if Sullivan Sullivan's got a shot too. But, but I'm just glad neither of us picked Elliot because he's always overlooked and you know he's he should be he should be i we one of us should get his jersey at some point at some point yeah. um i can't get both cyberbox jerseys that's true that's true i can try all right <laughs> it's uh, illegal. speaking of aronson brendan aronson shout out he's into the knockout stages of the champion league um yeah so that's cool see salzburg moving on in the champions yeah. league that's that's exciting it's done well yeah um and I, yeah. Do you have a Salzburg jersey? Speaking of jerseys, no, no. they're hard to get, man. They can't get yeah. it in in America. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to him moving on to another club and hopefully getting a jersey. All right. Last, I think last thing I want to talk about is just the Union Union fam. I think I think some cool stuff. Uh, obviously, I don't know. We came onto this podcast not very excited um, to talk about the season being over, but. If you hop on Twitter, there's a cool hashtag, my dupe story. Um, and it's just just hundreds of people sharing how they became 
fans of uh, your Philadelphia Union. And I think it's just a really cool sentiment that, you know, our season just ended, but we're not done being Union fans and just having all these people share these stories. So if you're looking for a good time, and that was started by uh, Jonathan Bach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him for getting that started and Union jumping on his train and I mean, it's, it's been hundreds of it. So if you're looking for a little pick-me-up, check out my dupe story. And, uh, yeah, I was trying to think if we had any, anything cool for our dupe story, but I don't think it really is. Yeah, I feel like our story is not – there's nothing really noteworthy from it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure others are, are, are very cool. Um, but I, another note, I just want to make, like, kind of on that sentiment. After this game, and obviously the situation was what it was, but – it just was really cool to see a lot of union fans just take a lot of pride and, and gratitude for, for the team and the season. Um, I know like we were all felt pretty hard done by it all, but there wasn't a whole lot of like anger and frustration with, with the team and the performance, which we see a lot from, you know, in previous years when, when we, when we bow out of the season. Um, but this year, like I feel like a lot of majority of the fans were very like, appreciative and just just uh, like proud of this team and proud to be a part of this union community and and, and we are uh, you and i are very just it just feels good to be part of be union fans right now and uh, i i think this this whole season it was just has just been an incredible ride with with what all that the team has done yeah absolutely well said um cool so i guess all that's left to say is uh We'll still be putting out some episodes in the off season. Um, looking to get a cool interview within the next couple of weeks, um, and, and yeah, you know, you know, we'll still be putting out some stuff. Uh, let us know if there's anything specific you want to hear about, or if you want to hop on and tell us your dupe story. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's all root for Portland this weekend. And yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, and keep on being good people. <laughs>